Um, to, it's a blessing to be home right now, and it's just a blessing just to have the opportunity to preach. And um, it's such a privilege um, to be able to preach also from this pulpit. It is something that Dad and I have talked about for years and years, and it's finally here, and it's, I'm just a little bit disappointed. I didn't get to be here and help with it. But um, go ahead and turn in your Bibles to Judges chapter 2, Judges chapter 2 and verse number 10. As it is a great honor and privilege to be here and preach God's Word. This section, just a little bit about it before we get started, might be called a summary about the history of the nation of Israel. And it goes, it talks about a cycle that Israel is stuck in almost for the rest of their history in the Old Testament till they go to Babylon. A cycle where they serve God and then they serve idols and then they, God judges them and then they come out and they begin to serve God again. And this is right after the book of Joshua. Joshua had brought the nation of Israel into the land of Canaan. They had had initial victory, driven many of the nations out of the land, begun to possess it as God had promised them. And God had given them the promised land. And then Joshua died and he had charged the people. But Joshua died and many of the people who had seen God part the waters at Jordan and seen the walls of Jericho fall down before them as God brought miraculous victory, that generation was now passing on. And now it's their children in this passage that we're going to talk about. We're going to go ahead and start in verse number 10 and read through the end of the chapter. And also all that generation were gathered unto their fathers. And there arose another generation after them which knew not the Lord, nor yet the works which he had done for Israel. And the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord and served Balaam. And they forsook the Lord, the God of their fathers, which brought them out of the land of Egypt and followed other gods of the gods of the people that were round about them and bowed themselves unto them and provoked the Lord to anger. And they forsook the Lord and served Baal and Ashtaroth. And the anger of the Lord was hot against Israel. And he delivered them into the hands of spoilers that spoiled them. And he sold them into the hands of their enemies round about. So they could not any longer stand before their enemies. Whithersoever they went out, the hand of the Lord was against them for evil. As the Lord had said, and as the Lord had sworn unto them, and they were greatly distressed. Nevertheless, the Lord raised up judges, which delivered them out of the hand of those that spoiled them. And yet... They would not hearken unto their judges, but they went a whoring after other gods and bowed themselves unto them. They turned quickly out of the way which their fathers walked in, obeying the commandments of the Lord, but they did not so. And when the Lord raised them up judges, then the Lord was with the judge and delivered them out of the hand of their enemies all the days of the judge. For it repented the Lord because of their groanings by the reason of them that oppressed them and vexed them. And it came to pass, when the judge was dead, that they returned and corrupted themselves more than their fathers in following other gods to serve them and to bow down unto them. And they ceased not from their own doings nor from their stubborn way. And the anger of the Lord was hot against Israel. And he said, Because this people have transgressed my covenant, which I commanded their fathers, and have not hearkened unto my voice, I also will not henceforth drive out from before them of the nations with Joshua left when he died. 
that through them I may prove Israel whether they will keep the way of the Lord to walk therein as their fathers did keep it or not. Therefore, the Lord left those nations without driving them out hastily, neither delivered he them into the hand of Joshua. Today, with the Lord's help, I would like to preach from this passage a message with this title. Don't forsake the treasure to seek, to seek fulfillment from the trash. Let's go ahead and pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I just thank you for the privilege and the opportunity, Lord, to preach your word. I just pray that um, you would speak through me, Lord, and your word would be preached, and that your word would be free to speak to hearts, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Would you agree with me that once something is no longer needed... It is forgotten, and the value plummets. Okay? You buy a new set of golf clubs. I only played golf once in my life, and that was this summer. But, let's say you buy a new set of golf clubs, for those of you who know what golf is. It just so happens this game is going, this new set of clubs is going to improve your game, and this method of men- mental torture called golf. I played it once. It was horrible. Okay, but what happens to the old set of clubs? It usually ends up in the garage or is tossed somewhere, and it is no longer what was once prized as needed when it is... What is once prized? You needed the golf clubs to play your game. But you, when you get the new set, the old ones aren't valued anymore as much. Because you don't need them. You have your new set of clubs. When you get that new phone upgrade, you now have the iPhone 7H instead of the iPhone 5. Sorry for the exaggeration there. But what happens to the old prized phone that you had to have on you at all times? When you get the new phone, the old phone, that iPhone 5 that was so important can become a gaming device for your kids because you've got a new phone. It's no longer needed. It's the value of it plummets because you feel you don't need it any longer. When you need a job done, your little brother or your dad, suddenly the relationship just blossoms because you need them to do something for you. But the second that that duty or that responsibility is done, it is amazing how quickly that relationship drops back to its former level. Because you need something, therefore they are valuable. But when you feel you no longer need it, the value drops. Yet how often do we treat God this way? That we need Him when there's a crisis. When we have a financial crisis, we are here and we are in church and we are seeking after God. But when we don't have that crisis, how do we treat God? Do we treat Him like an old set of golf clubs or that once valued phone that now is being played on by the kids? When a marriage is falling apart, a couple will come to church and seek counsel. But when there isn't problems... Are they still seeking God the same way? Let me tell you that God is always needed. But the children of Israel, we're going to go back to the text here. The children of Israel, they were now in possession of the land. 
They had needed God to cross the Jordan River. It was flooded. God worked miraculously and parted the waters and they crossed on dry land. When they were at the walls of Jericho, they needed God because the walls, there was no way that little Israel was going to conquer this massive city. Now, however, they begin to forget their need for God. We see in verse number 10 at the beginning, there arose a generate, another generation which knew not the Lord, nor yet the works which he had done for Israel. These were the kids of the people who had come into the land. The kids of the people who had seen God do such miraculous works. God who had, the very God who had delivered them from the bondage of Egypt and brought them out with a strong hand and done such great and marvelous works that the whole world, the Canaanites, had heard about it 40 years before they came into the land of how great God was. And yet, they had had victory And now they began to forget the God who had given them the victory. There arose a generation which knew not God, nor yet the works which He had done. And it is easy to let God become a God of the past if we don't constantly remind ourselves of who God is and what He has done for us. As with the children of Israel, God had given them everything they needed and warned against forgetting them. In Deuteronomy chapter 6, we're going to read some verses here. And God is warning them and it says, And it shall be when the Lord thy God ha- shall have brought thee into the land which he sware unto thy fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, to give thee great and goodly cities which thou buildest not, and houses full of all good things which thou fillest not, and wells dig which thou diggest not, and vineyards and olive trees which thou plantest not, when thou shalt have eaten and be full, then beware, lest thou forget the Lord which brought thee forth out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage. Thou shalt fear the Lord thy God and serve him and shalt swear by his name. Ye shall not go after other gods of the gods of the people which are round about you. For the Lord thy God is a jealous God among you, lest the anger of the Lord be kindled against thee and destroy thee from off the face of the earth. And what happened was God gave them everything. He gave them the land. He gave them everything they could possibly need or want. And yet, they began to forget God. And when they forgot God, they forsook God. And they, Israel, in verse 11 says, Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord. One, as I was studying for it, one person said, this is not the evil of someone who transgresses a regulation imposed from the outside about which they are unaware. Rather, this is the deliberate violation of a law that one has specifically promised not to violate. What they did was they forgot and forsook God and they began to serve the gods of the land. A little bit of explanation about the gods of the land. These were um, Baal and Ashtaroth is what is specifically mentioned in this text. And these were Canaanite gods, supposedly gods who controlled the weather. Gods who controlled the rain that would come that was needed to provide the crops that they needed to live by. And the people of the land told them, you have to worship these gods to reap the crop you need to survive. 
You have to worship these gods. And Israel wanted the prosperity. And they wanted what God had already promised them. Because in Leviticus chapter um, 26, God already promised them, "You You shall make you no idols, nor graven image, nor rear you up a standing image, nor shall ye set up any image of stone in your land to bow down unto it, for I am the Lord your God. Ye shall keep my Sabbaths, and sorry, Sabbaths, and reverence my sanctuary. I am the Lord. And he makes them a promise. If you walk in my statutes and keep my commandments and do them, then I will give you rain in due season, and the land shall yield her increase, and the trees of the field shall yield their fruit. And your threshing shall reach unto the vintage, and the vintage shall reach unto the sowing time. And ye shall eat your bread to the full, and dwell in your land safely. And God goes through and promises them more than they could ever imagine. More than they could ever imagine. Yet, they began to seek after the gods of the land, because they forgot God, and they thought the gods of the land would give them something beyond what God had already promised them. And they began to seek for something that was fake. It was completely... Israel decided that the idols of the land offered more than God did. And that wasn't true at all. They had... They, because they had forgotten God. And Israel's idolatry was in direct violation of their covenant with God. God, they had promised God, we will serve you, we will serve you. Yet they began to seek after the other gods when they forgot who God was. And they thought that these idols promised them something other, better than what God had promised them. As we move through the text, in verse 14, it says, The anger of the Lord was hot against Israel, and he delivered them into the hands of the spoilers. It's when they chose to serve the gods of the land, God's judgment had to come. It had to. And the way God judged His people was the very thing that they thought was going to give them something. The very thing that they thought that God had told them stay away from. But they said, you know what, this will give me what I really need. This will give me the better prosperity. And because they sought after that... God used the very thing they were seeking after to enslave them. The very thing they sought after was their judgment. What Israel thought they were gaining through disobedience actually brought slavery and destruction to their lives. When we go to the world to seek what only God can offer, all we find is destruction and misery. And so many people in churches across the nation today are struggling with bondage to addictions, to whatever you want to throw in there, because they begin to seek things that God, from the world, that God had already promised them. And they end up in spiritual bondage. But God doesn't just leave Israel by themselves. It says he sent judges to them, and he began to deliver them. He sent judges to tell them his word. Hey, Israel, come back. You're not following me. Come, God is telling them through the judges. Come back. 
begin to follow me again and I will give you the blessings because the when they started serving other gods, the judgment that came on them, they were no longer able to serve God because of the oppression of the other nations. And God in His mercy brought deliverers to the nation of Israel to deliver them from the oppression of the enemy. But they wouldn't listen. It says in verse 17, And yet they would not hearken unto their judges. The ver- what God had sent His men to teach them and to show them, to bring them back so they could be honored by God, so they could um, have the fellowship with God that was broken. They wouldn't listen. They wouldn't listen. They continually returned to the destructive- destructiveness of their rebellion. And what was the result? We see in the last verses that Israel's continual rebellion brought lasting suffering. What happened was, when they continued, they forgot and they forsook God. And God had to judge them. And He judged them and He sent His men, Hey, come back to Me. But they continually and continually started go- went back to the world and went back to the gods of the land. And what happened was, God never drove all the nations out. And they were left in there with Israel. And Israel never achieved the, the victory or their, what God had called them to do. What God had for them, they never got it. Because they continually rebelled. And Israel was caught in a stalemate because they had forsaken their God, forgotten and forsaken Him, to serve the gods of the land. That's what happened. They never got what God, they never got God's best for them because they forgot who God was and they forsook Him because they thought the gods of the land had something better to offer them. And they never had God's best. But we're not here to stand in judgment of the nation of Israel. That's not why we're here. That's not why this text was recorded. It's about God recorded texts like this in the Bible so we could learn from them. So we could receive God's correction. Because we all have the tendency to forget and to forsake God. But God will graciously give us opportunities to repent and bring needed correction. God will give us correction. God will speak to us when the man of God gets up and preaches God's word. God is giving us opportunities to come back to Him and to serve Him. We all have the tendency to doubt God and to seek for something better than God's plan. But the result is always disaster when we seek something other than God's plan. God's children, that's you and I here today, will be caught in a stalemate. We will never be able to achieve true spiritual victory if we seek after the gods of the land. The story is told of a young man whose house caught fire. 
His attempts to control the flames were in vain and soon spread out of control. In his effort, he had to flee the house to save his life. In his efforts, he said, I need to save something. I need to try to save something from the flames. So he grabbed something as he, tri- as he ran out of the house. But when he got out of the house, he found to his disgust and to his grief that rather than saving something valuable, all he had saved was a bag of trash. In the smoke and in the confusion, he had grabbed whatever was near him and ran out of the house, and all he had was a bag of garbage. He had left his several thousand dollar guitar in the house, and it burned. And he had reached and tried to save something, and all he had saved was a bag of trash. Yet how often do we knowingly go and save the trash of the world and leave what is most valuable behind us? One commentator said, instead of thinking of the Israelites as monsters of ingratitude and backsliding, we come near the truth and make a better use of history when we see in it a mirror which shows us our own image. The strong earthward earthward pull is ever acting on us, and unless God hold us up, we too shall slide backwards. Because... We, as Christians, so often are tempted to forget God and forget who God is and forget everything that God has done for us, how he came to earth and he died on a cross to save our soul. And we forget who and what God is and what he has done in our lives. And when we forget what God has done in our lives, it is so easy to begin to see what the world has to offer. And see, you know what? That really is what I need over there. Society wants to tell us, you need, if you want to have a good relationship, that's, this is what you need over here. If you want to be a prosperous person, if you want to have um, wealth and you want to have this, you're going to need this type of house and you're going to need this type of car and you're going to need to have this type of worth ethic. You're going to need to cheat a little bit. You're going to need to do this to get all these things the world says you need. But if we simply will obey what God has already said in his word and trust that God is God and what he says is true, because God does not change. And if we trust God and simply listen to him, our life will be already so much better. If you say, I need what the world has to offer in a relationship, how many, has the world done anything with relationships and marriages that looks, and you look at the results and you say, that's what I want? No. We don't want the end result of the world. We want what God has promised, the peace and the joy and the love. But when we forget who God is, we're going to go and we're going to seek after things that have no business in our lives. And what I want to say to you tonight tonight is this, that so often we forsake the true treasure, we forsake God to seek fulfillment from the trash of the world. We forsake who and what God is 
because we see something over here as something better. But that cannot be the case because it's God we're talking about. Getting a promotion, doing, you know, the world says you need this, you need that, you need, if you're going to, if you're going to raise your kids right, you can't do it in the city. If you're going to have that prosperity, you need that car, you need that house outside the city, or you need this, you need that. But if you continue to seek fulfillment from the gods of this world, you will never be what God has for you to be. Israel never could achieve all that God wanted them to be because they continually rebelled against God and they wouldn't listen to God's man. They wouldn't listen to what God had promised them to do. Promised for them. They wouldn't listen. And they ended up never being what God wanted them to be. God wants something so much better for your life. If we will simply... Follow God. If we will simply trust God. Because when we choose, when we choose to seek the trash of the world, what we are doing is we are not trusting God. We are telling God, you really don't have this. You really can't give me True peace. I need something out here. And what we're doing is we are not trusting God. Because when we forget who God is, we begin to forget what He can do. And when we forget what He can do, it's only a matter of time till we begin to seek something else in place of what God has already promised. When you seek the presence of God... Rather than the benefits, you will never be unfulfilled. We need to get to where we realize that God is not going to cheat us. He has promised us so much if we'll simply just do what God has already said in His Word. There's nothing out there better than what God has for you. And we can seek fulfillment from the trash of this world and say, if I just had that, I would be satisfied. But that will never be the case because what we say, what we think, and what the world says is what you need for fulfillment and what you need for satisfaction is the very thing that will bind you, is the very thing that will bring you into spiritual slavery and will bring you to a place where you could never serve God the way God wants you to serve Him. And God has His man up here who preaches week after week, and you need to listen to Him. And you need to heed what He says, because God is warning and trying to call you to Him. But as much as the negative is true... The positive is also true. If you seek God and you remember who God is and you dwell on who and what God is and what God has done for us and how great He is and you trust God and begin to follow Him and just follow Him one step at a time, it is amazing what God can do. It is amazing the blessings He has in store beyond what we could possibly comprehend if we will simply just trust God and obey God. 
Because he has something so great, but so often we begin to forget God. And we begin to then forsake God. Because we say, if we forget who God is, we begin to see what the world has to offer in their phony and their fake. And we end up seeking that and becoming enslaved. And if we continually, continually reject what God has to offer, we'll never be able to be what God has for us. God's children can be caught in a stalemate, in a place where they cannot grow spiritually, when they forsake their God to serve the gods of society. Don't forsake the treasure. Don't forsake who and what God is. To seek fulfillment from the trash. It's time to remember who and what God is. And what He has promised. Because God, God isn't out there to cheat us. He wants us to come to Him. And to serve Him. Because what He has is so much better. Let's take some time. Let's get with God tonight. Let's remember who God is. And let's serve Him. Because God wants us to serve Him. And life's greatest joys will come when we simply listen and obey Him. Not all that glitters is gold is the cliche. And just because it promises something, it says, come here, I got something for you. But God in His Word has already promised, God who cannot change, God who cannot lie, has already promised something so great. It would be like leaving a $1,000 instrument to save a bag of trash. Don't seek. Don't forsake the treasure to seek fulfillment from the trash.